Missing in Missouri is an investigative podcast dedicated to finding as much information as we can in missing person cases and ultimately find the truth. Okay, so this is going to be a different episode of Missing in Missouri. We're going to talk about the feedback that we had from our last episode. Well, honestly, all the episodes. But especially the last one. Yes, because we got we got some messages, we got some emails, and for the most part, they were very positive, very... Hey, good job. You're doing the right thing. You're on the right track. We're glad that people are finally starting to talk about it. And then we got some emails and messages that that weren't like that. And I think we need to address those. Because they made a lot of accusations about I feel us and about this podcast. We do our hardest to remain unbiased and to give everybody a fair, fair chance. We are not police officers. We are not the judge and the jury. We are literally just trying to find out as much information as possible, to put it on this podcast, present it to people, because you don't know. The more people that know, the more things that come to light. Let's talk about a message that we got. Morgan, do you want to... No? Okay. I'm going to hit on one thing. It was brought to our attention that in our last episode, someone felt that we spent a lot of time on the drug problem and crime problem of Sedalia. Yeah, I guess we did. But we had a lot of people contact us that had questions saying, oh my gosh, we don't see that. We don't, we don't feel unsafe. You know, and to quote them, that's not the Sedalia I know. Precisely. And so we did some more research because I wanted to, I wanted to give them facts and proof that, hey, this is a problem. This is why it's a problem. And really kind of to help them understand that there are two different parts of Sedalia, two different sides to Sedalia. You have your good side and you have your your not-so-good side with every town. Every town you have that. But some people don't want to admit that there's a drug problem in Sedalia. There is. Because you have crime because there is drug problems. People are stealing. People are trying to get money to go buy more drugs. So you're going to do whatever you have to do to feed your habit, to feed your addiction. That's why we spend so much time on the drugs and the crime. And I'm sorry, but I personally think it's a big deal when you have an estimated, what, $15 million? I'm sorry. $14 million moving through Sedalia every year in meth. That's a big problem to me. 
You, you wonder why you have crime. Well, there's one of your answers. There's one. It was brought to our attention that we talked a lot about people reaching out to us and all the ways they could reach out to us. I thought that that was honestly a good thing because all of you who are listening now know and have that opportunity to replay this or go to our Facebook page and contact us through many different ways and many different sources. And any episode could be someone's first episode. Absolutely. So yeah, we did put some emphasis on that. And we also wanted to emphasize that if you don't feel comfortable going directly to the police or making an anonymous tip, we we are an avenue for that. Because there are many people who aren't comfortable with that, either because just in general they're not comfortable with police, or you know, they've had some problems. You have an outlet, you have a source to go to outside of the anonymous tip line that every police department and the Missouri State Highway Patrol have. Yes. You have another outlet to do that because we know that it can be nerve-wracking and we wanted to help get another way for you guys to do that. Also, just for the listeners to contact us whenever they have questions, if they don't feel like texting or typing it all out, you have that other option, which we like. We would love to hear from you guys. You know, that's why we, that's part of why we set up that phone line. And something else. In one of the messages to us, it was said that this person did not enjoy the episode. I think it was more than that. And I can take positive criticism. If you didn't enjoy it, I enjoy your feedback telling me what I could have did better or telling us what we could have done better. But when you insult me and you insult us and our podcast on what we're doing, I can tell you one thing. We're doing everything that we possibly can. We did not know Dana. We did not know her. No, we didn't. So when your message is insulting, I take offense to that. Because you're insulting all the time that you and I have put into this. That we haven't done things together. That we've decided to take time out of our day, out of our lives to do this. Because it's important to us. And we know it's important to other people. And I can take positive criticism. But when you want to message us with an insult, I think it's better left unsaid. So, because I'm not going to write back to you and insult you. No, definitely not. And we did address this person. We did. In a message. You know, we did address their concerns. And I think there are a few things that they brought up that we would both really like to discuss. For you guys... Because we think it's important that you guys hear everything. Yes. So something that I took from it 
that was really powerful and it's it's not just that only this person had said it there had been a few people who had said it or had posted somewhere online about it and we had seen it was that Dana's boyfriend's family was all that she had and this person asked us why are we so interested in talking to people who knew her before she met her boyfriend her biological family who they think she didn't have contact with I want to say that in order to get the full story and in order for the dots to connect in some way to help find Dana because everybody who's listening that's what we all want right is to find Dana even if we don't find the truth if we can find Dana and bring her home so that the people who loved her and even as someone else had mentioned and messaged us for the town to have closure we have to be open and discuss things like this so the reason that we want to talk with people who were her foster siblings who worked with her at Hardy's her biological family her step family those people are important to talk to because whether you want to believe it or not whether you want this out there or not she was in contact with them up until a week or less before she disappeared yeah and that's important and it's important to know we've talked to these people yes we, we have. have talked to a lot of people and Dana was an amazing person did she have her difficulties did she have a past yeah she did everyone does everyone does but Dana had a lot of family you know she had adopted family she had her biological family her step family her step who for all intensive purposes were like her biological family she grew up with them yes she grew up with them you know and and she also had her boyfriend's family as well Dana was loved by many people and that's a great thing that's a good thing from what we know Dana was an amazing person excellent mother any person we have talked to has always said well where Dana was her kids were and they have always had good things to say about her it wasn't just about that no they have always had good things to say about Dana and i think that that speaks volumes they tell us how big heart how big of a heart she had she was a very caring person, a very loving person. So to sit here and to limit her just to one family, I think does do a little bit of injustice. Of an injustice because she she was loved by many people, and that's a good thing. They all have great stories about her and they all have information. Some have had doors closed in their faces, have been discredited just grossly discredited threatened they have in a sense been shunned and been shut out of any search of any event regarding Dana and finding her and that's not okay it's not no because and I want to make this very clear the people who have contacted us 
with frustrations and anger and upset feelings over us sharing these conversations, which real quick while we're at it, I want to say these interviews, these conversations, they are not the opinions of Missing in Missouri. Our job is to put the information out there, is to get the information however we get it. Whatever you hear these people say, that's their opinion. That is what they have said. If you are so upset and angry and hurt over this, then speak with us. On the record. On the record. Speak with us so that we can put it out there for all of our listeners to hear. Because if you don't speak with us or you contact us and then say, I don't want this out there. I don't want people to know that I said something to you. I don't want people to know that I've talked to you. It's like we have never talked. Yeah, because we're not gonna we're not gonna we're not gonna put that on the podcast and we're not gonna talk about it. Because we we pride ourselves. When we tell somebody we're not going to put it on the podcast, we don't do it. At all. So for those of you who have contacted us, frustrated and upset that these people which just to throw out it's only been three people so far that you've heard from these people are telling lies they don't know what they're talking about tell us which one's lying and tell us specifics about what it was and then we i we have no problem going back and saying well look somebody says this somebody says something different yeah we have no problem asking anybody that we've talked to or that we've spoken to Because everybody that we've spoken to, you or I, we always ask them at the end of our conversation if we have any more questions or if we have anything else we'd like to ask, would you mind if we contact you again? I have always been told, yes, absolutely, contact me. No problem. Anytime. If it has to do with Dana, anything that has to do with Dana, I don't care what time it is, text me, call me, message me. And I think that that speaks volumes to have these people say that to us after 11 years. You know, we always ask people, is it okay if we record? If they say no, we don't record. We always ask people, do you want this on the podcast? If they say no, we don't put it on the podcast. No, we don't. And I think... My main point is that if you want your story to be told, if you want to tell the listeners what you think has been said is lies and what specifics are lies, you have to you have to go on the record. Yeah. Because nobody's going to know it. You know, they may call us and tell us and say well, off the record this is what's the real story or this is what really happened. But if If you don't want me to share that information, well, then you're only telling me. Yeah. And that's it. And we can't tell your side of the story. You know, that's that's the thing. This podcast, all of these conversations that we're having, all of these people that we're contacting, we're contacting to get the full story, not just part of it. Not just the part that we think is going to look good. We have no reason to want to do that if we're being honest we have nothing to gain or lose from that not one thing we're not out to paint a picture 
of the suspect number one. That's not our job. No. Our job is to gather all bunch of information, organize it, and put it out there. That's it. You know, just like we had discussed, we would like the person of interest to contact us so we could get their side and hear what they had to say. Some people didn't like that. Some people thought that that was stirring the pot. And someone had mentioned to us, why are we asking to speak with the people of interest? I... I didn't know there was people of interest. We were just asking to speak to a person, but I want to thank you for letting us know, you know, there's people that that we should ask to speak to. So whoever is listening, who are the people of interest, there are many ways to contact us and we'd love to hear from you. Yeah. I mean, I only know of one, but that's the one I was talking about. And I wasn't trying to stir the pot because guess what? Their story could be very important for a timeline to say, hey, whatever questions, you know, because I'm not, I'm not going to say the questions out loud, but whatever questions we ask them, it would be important to find those answers. And if all those answers check out, well, then you're getting closer and you're getting a lot closer. So I don't see how that's stirring the pot. You know, we don't sit here and we don't say, you know what? This and this happened. This and this person was there. Yeah, you know, we're not an episode of The Real Housewives. We are not that. The people that speak on this podcast, it is their words. It is their side of the story. It has nothing to do with me. Because that's not my story. I, I, I don't know. I'm only going on what they're saying. So the point I'm getting at is if you don't like something we say or something that is said in this podcast, why don't you contact us, tell us what it is, and then tell us your side of it on the record. And we have no problem putting that on the podcast. You know, that's the whole point of this is to get everybody's side because with only one side and one view... We're not going to find Dana. No. And everything boils down to this. If you loved her, if you knew her, the people in town who didn't know her, but like I mentioned before, want closure as well, we have to get your, your story. Everyone has to hear it. If enough people start talking about this, and enough people start to demand answers, they will find her. Dana will be found. They will find the truth. But enough people have to demand the answers. And right now... I feel like you have her family that wants answers. And when I say her family, I'm including everyone. I'm not singling out families. When I say Dana's family, I talk about all of them. So you have Dana's family, and you have us, and you have other people in the community, and as bad as we all want those answers, 
it's not it's not enough yet it's not enough and that's why you and I started this podcast because sometimes when there's missing people they don't have huge families it's hard unless you have abundant resources money time it's very hard and when you don't have those it helps when other people come in to help it helps to get a fresh eye on it especially in Dana's case October 4th was 11 years 11 years with no new leads no new evidence nothing nothing at least that we know of you know we we don't have everything the police do definitely not they they might have a bunch of leads but we're also another source you know we're not part of the police we aren't part of any kind of law enforcement this is an open an open podcast we do this to help people we can't do this without all of you that's the bottom line that that's what it boils down to we can't do this without you guys another thing to point out it was said that we need to research our sources more thoroughly short of us contacting the Sedalia Police Department or the Missouri State Highway Patrol and being able to find out all their background checks and all that, nobody can thoroughly vet a source. We do the best we can. With what we have. With what we have, and I think we do a pretty good job. Anybody you hear on this podcast has come from other people. We have gotten through other people. We have gotten people that have been very close to Dana. Very close. And for someone to tell us that we need to research our sources more thoroughly. You know, we're not a a newspaper. Yeah. We aren't a magazine. It's different when you're in a venue like this. Yeah, because I heard there's a thing called free speech. So, these are not our opinions. These are people who are there and their opinion. Their story about her and about them and the stuff they know. And you know, if there's something that you believe or that you know for a fact is different than what you've heard and will hear... Or is different than what's on the official record. Reach out and let us know. You know, and there was something. A few people had mentioned that. Because it's an. As they put in an open investigation. That people are hesitant to talk with us. Or don't want to speak with us. Because it could. It could jeopardize. The the investigation. investigation. What I want to point out. Is that there are many TV shows movies, podcasts like ours that look into and research open missing person cases. And I'm sure that they get the same backlash, but if it was the case that it was going to jeopardize the investigation, we would have already been contacted and said, hey, need to shut it down. 
we would have already been told, you can't do this. If it was that big of a deal, I don't think we would have even started Missing in Missouri. No. We would have started some other podcast about something else that had nothing to do with, with what we really wanted to do. Yeah, because the last thing we want to do, we do we never want to hinder a police investigation. Definitely not. That is not our motive. But that's, like I said earlier, podcasts and TV shows and movies, they're open venues for people to contact, especially TV shows and podcasts. They're open venues. It is a different way to get the information out there, and it's a different way to help connect the dots. Which, I have a question, actually. Have you ever seen that movie, Zodiac? Yeah. Okay. That's a good movie. It's a very good movie. Did you know that was an open investigation when they made that movie? That that was an open investigation when Robert Graysmith wrote his book? That was all open. That reminds me of a podcast that I listened to called Up and Vanished. And I know I've talked with you a lot about it. All the time. (laughs) But both of the two seasons that I've heard so far that they do, they're both open cases. In the one case, Tara Grinstead, which was their first season, I personally think that because they did this, because they were an open venue, I'm not saying that they did it alone. And in interviews, he has also said that they didn't do it alone. But it helped to bring forward more information. It helped to get people talking again. Because when you don't talk, when you don't speak up, when there's no voice, you can't find them. You won't be found. And the last thing we want is for this to be forgotten. For Dana to be forgotten. You know, we don't, we don't talk much or very seldom. And if we do talk about it, we keep it at a bare minimum. But Dana does have two children. And in no way, shape, or form was this ever meant to cause them any kind of a pain or make them angry or upset. And they need justice. Dana needs justice. All the families involved need justice. I agree. And to step back just a minute. Her children don't have a mom. And they don't know what happened to their mom. I, we don't talk a lot about our personal lives on this because it's not about that. No. I was older when I lost my mom. And as someone who's older, I know how hard it is. They need somewhere to go to visit her, to see her. Because no matter your age, when you lose your mom, you lose someone who loved you, who you know loved you. And they don't have that. This justice isn't just for Dana and for these other people who were Dana's family. This justice is for her children. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I think uh, it's a lot for people to take in. 
and I know that it's a difficult topic to discuss. And I know that we always say we don't take things personally, but... We're human. We're human. And I think everybody, everybody can take things personally. I think there's a lot of hurt involved with everybody involved. A lot of maybe things that, that went wrong because of lack of, of communication. And, you know, when, <laughs> when we got those messages and read them, we were, you know, we, we were like, okay, I can see their points on some of them. And on others, we were like, <laughs> yeah, okay. But we, we try not to take any of that personally, but it happens. Well, and some things need to be addressed so that you guys know what's going on a little bit behind the scenes, because I feel some of you are wondering what goes on behind the scenes. And this is important to put out there. It's a roller coaster. I cannot tell you how many sleepless nights that I've had. You know, whether whatever we're doing, even if we're not actively at this at that moment working on this, we're always talking about it. Always. We we talk to our families that listen to this. We talk about it with them. We, of course, can't tell them everything, but you and I talk a lot. And it is. It, it's, it's a roller coaster. It definitely is. I could not imagine being involved in it. Personally. Personally. But this isn't a joke to us. We take this very seriously. Yes, we do. And something that someone had said before as well, speaking of thinking it's a joke, we were messaged that, you know, this podcast needs to stop. Why are you guys focusing on these people instead of these people? And I want to say that before our first episode came out, which I believe was August 14th, the first people that we reached out to was in July, July 18th. July 18th. That was the first time that we reached out to somebody about Dana. So way before we ever did anything, our first episode. Way before we even recorded anything. Yeah. I don't even know if we had a mic then. I don't think we did because the one thing that we do is we do our research. And that's what we were trying to do. Reaching out to as many people as possible before we even recorded and put this out there. And, and those people declined, many people declined to speak with us. Some of them were because they were hesitant, because they weren't, they were a little uncertain. You have two people asking you about a very personal detail in your life, a very personal episode in your life. So I can understand being uncertain. I'm To be honest, I'm sure that I would also be uncertain. I would too. You know, and some of those people have contacted us back and said, now that we've listened to a few episodes of the podcast, we we know what you're doing. You know, we know that you're taking this seriously. And you're absolutely right. We've gotten, oh my gosh, tons of people contacting us now. It's like we almost have to make appointments with them <laughs> to say, hey, I have this much time allotted on this day to, you know, have a conversation with you. We can set this up, but if not, we'll have to move it to this day because we we have a lot of people contacting us. And, you know, we also work a full-time job. This is like a second full-time job for us 
but we also have another full-time job that we work as well. So between our full-time job and this, you know, this is what we want to do. And if we sound frustrated or irritated, this is something we're both really passionate about. Something that we both want to do, something that we both want to help with. We started this to help people. And it doesn't matter how many messages we get, how many emails we get, how many posts we see about people discrediting us, people discrediting us, telling us we need to do this, or telling other people, telling other people that we need to do this or do that and we're doing this wrong, or that we're a joke, or that we're a joke. I have one thing to say to them then you do it. You try and do this and see how easy it is. It's not easy. It's really not. We we walk as straight of a line as we can when doing this. I pride myself, and I know you do too, but I really had to, to really work on not being a person that jumps to conclusions. Because of my background in criminology and criminal justice, I had to search and make sure that I could do this without being biased. And I have. I can say with everything I am, I am not biased. We are open-minded and we do this to help. Like we've mentioned in every episode, there are numerous ways to contact us. There is the Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter page. We also have an email, which is missinginmissouri at gmail.com. Our phone number, if you'd like to call, is 314-200-3673. You have all of those avenues to contact us. If you know anything about the disappearance of Dana Bruce, Contact the Missouri State Highway Patrol or us. You can also listen to this on iTunes, Google Play Music, and Podbean. I'm Morgan. And I'm Zach. This is Missing in Missouri.